We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This episode is brought to you by Decoy Wines of Sonoma, California. As you gather with family and friends this summer, experience the best of wine country with Decoy by Duckhorn. Winemaker Tyson Wolf spends every vintage focused on harvesting grapes and crafting wines from the finest vineyards. Whether it's our flagship Cabernet or crisp and refreshing Rosé, Decoy has just the wine for your discerning taste. Ask for us at your local wine shop or visit decoywines.com slash celebrate to locate our wines near you. Whether you're firing up the grill, hosting an alfresco get-together, or enjoying the warm summer nights, let Decoy Decoy by Duckhorn. Elevate your occasion. Hi, everyone. This is Jeff Matson. You're listening to the Oakland Raiders episode of the 2018 Team Preview Series, a special edition of Rotoviz Radio. Our guest today is Matt Schneidman of the Mercury News. He covers the Raiders as a beat reporter, and in this episode, he'll talk with us about the epic return of legendary coach John Gruden, some observations from Raiders training camp, and what that might mean for key positional battles, including the running back committee and wide receiver. After the interview, we'll take a few minutes to apply what we've learned using some powerful Rotoviz apps. If you don't know, Rotoviz is a sports data and analytics website that publishes over 1,000 industry leading articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Go to rotoviz.com to check out the site. But now, let's bring out our guest. Today I'm joined by Matt Schneidman, who covers the Raiders for the Mercury News. You can find him on Twitter at Matt Schneidman. Matt, welcome to the pod. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Hey, uh, just before we begin, uh, full disclosure, I want to let you know that uh, I am a lifelong Chargers fan. I always grew up kind of <laughs> hating the Raiders, uh, but now that the team's moved away and broken my heart, uh, I found that I just don't hate the Raiders so much anymore. And uh, now that Oakland's had that happen to them twice already, I kind of feel some love for you guys. Uh, with the Chargers, they kind of snuck out in the middle of the night, and they're living on their friend's sofa. Uh, but with the Raiders, you guys are in this kind of weird situation where 
you're they're still kind of living with you for a couple more years. Uh, has that created any kind of issues in the Raiders Nation? Is that kind of awkward? Not yet. I think it'll be more so next year when uh, it should be the Raiders' last year here in Oakland. Uh, they're currently projected to move to Vegas for the 2020 season. So they've still got this season and next season. So right now it's more uh, hype around John Gruden's return to the sideline and, and focusing on this season, however cliche that sounds, rather than focusing on you know the Vegas move. Gruden showed up at Ricky's Sports Bar, which is a very popular Raiders fan hangout spot in San Leandro, California, a couple weeks ago. And I talked to a couple longtime Raider fans, and, and they're not really thinking about the Vegas move just yet. They're very much, you know, caught in the moment about Gruden's return. And I think th- that could describe the entirety of the Raider fan base. They're very much caught up in the optimism that Gruden has brung and, the, and that the Gruden name has has filtered into this fan base rather than the impending move to Vegas. So I think that will be more of a storyline next season. Yeah, definitely. That's that's definitely the big thing this season. Everyone's excited about uh, John Gruden's return, uh, his 10-year, $100 million contract. Uh, also, the Raiders are starting to feel some of the strain of Derek Carr's $125 million contract uh, and his $25 million 2018 cap hit. Uh, the Raiders have had to kind of move on from some longtime stars like Sebastian Janikowski, Marquette King. Um, I know there's still some some issues trying to get Khalil Mack signed. Um, the team's replaced them with uh, one of the oldest rosters in the league, uh, 29-year-old Doug Martin, 34-year-old Jordy Nelson, 36-year-old Derek Johnson. Uh, Matt, uh, what's it like a camp with so many veterans and such an experienced team? Has that been uh, kind of a little different? Yeah, it was interesting in free agency to see John Gruden sign so many veterans. Like you said, you know, a Leon Hall, a Derek Johnson, a Sharice Wright, all these names that you know have established themselves earlier in their careers elsewhere – but now John Gruden is bringing them in as new players to the Raiders. I think a, a key role that these guys are going to have are teaching the systems to the younger players. A guy like Reggie Nelson, a guy like Leon Hall, have played in Paul Gunther's defense before. So they're going to teach guys like Markel Lee, like Garyon Conley, like Rashawn Melvin. Like the, the guys who haven't played in Paul Gunther's defense before, they're going to know how to play it because of those older guys. So I think... Um, we've asked a bunch of players, you know, what does it tell you that veterans are, are so valued in this team? And they appreciate it. You know, veterans impart wisdom upon the younger players. And we already know John Gruden is, is probably more of an old school guy than most coaches. You know, I think the whole throwing it back to 1960 thing is, is overrated and, and blown out of proportion. But still, I believe John Gruden has a respect for uh, the old school guys in the game. And he brings in these older players, not only to serve as leaders, however cliche a term that is, but also to impart their wisdom on the younger players and get them to understand these new systems that Gruden is implementing. That makes sense. Um, Gruden's going back to this uh, old school kind of West Coast scheme. Uh, He's really big on rhythm. He wants fast, short passes, hurry up, no hodls. Uh, And more importantly, uh, more of a pure zone blocking Uh, The Raiders brought in offensive line coach Tom Cable and drafted tackles Colton Miller and Brandon Parker. Uh, How has the O-line been kind of handling kind of the changes in the the scheme and the offense? Yeah, it's interesting because the big storyline this past week was Donald Penn, the three-time Pro Bowler who uh, was a Pro Bowl left tackle last season, returned to practice for the first time 
just two days ago, and he moved over to right tackle. And at left tackle was the rookie first-rounder, the 15th overall pick, Colton Miller from UCLA. And it's going to be a really interesting dynamic on this offensive line. Gruden said, you know, obviously nothing's set in stone yet with, with Colton at left tackle and, and Penn at right tackle. But this offensive line in general, I think they're going to take nine offensive linemen on the team. But bringing Penn back and his first practice back, putting him at the first team right tackle, that just shows me at least that Gruden wants to go with his five best offensive linemen. Penn has only played 24 snaps at right tackle in his career, and there are other guys who have played more. But guys like Brandon Parker, Ian Silverman, Breno Giacomini aren't overall better tackles than Penn is. So Gruden has, has shown, at least in this brief spurt we've gotten, that he wants the five best tackles. So even if that is Colton Miller at left tackle, the 22-year-old, with Penn, the 35-year-old at right tackle, the Raiders, as we know, have arguably the best interior offensive line in the league. So the questions are really the outside tackles. And, you know, from this week, it seems that Gruden wants to go with his his best five overall tackles rather than guys who, who fit positionally. So we'll see what he goes with to start the game in Los Angeles this weekend. But I think it'll be really interesting to look at Colton at left tackle, Donald at right tackle, and see the dynamic that presents. Yeah, that'll be really interesting. Uh, hopefully uh, give Carr a little bit more protection. Uh, in the first preseason game last week, uh, we saw Marshawn Lynch break out for a really long 60-yard touchdown, uh, which was called back from uh, Colton Miller's hold. Uh, but last year, Lynch was very good out of the, especially out of the 2-2 formation, the, the tank uh, power run formation. Uh, but he was less successful in 2-1 sets. Uh, the Raiders used Jalen Richard in that role last year. Uh, are you seeing Doug Martin used in some of those sets, or is, is Jalen still got a... a, a, a a, a, a sizable role in this offense. Yeah, the running back situation is interesting because uh, I think they're going to take four running backs. I think those will be Marshawn, Doug Martin, Jalen Richard, and Chris Warren, I think, the undrafted rookie out of Texas. I think Jalen Richard uh, has more potential than DeAndre Washington. I think they're, they're very similar in, in what they can do, but Jalen is a little more talented. Um, Doug Martin has had the best camp out of anyone, really, and he's really shown that he's more than the 2.9 yards per carry that that he's shown in the past two years. And Marshawn, you know, I talked to running backs coach Jamal Singleton the other day, and he said, right now, just based on game tape, based on that 60-yard run that was eventually called back uh, last Friday night, that Marshawn Lynch is the fastest running back on this team, and, and that's something as a 32-year-old. So I think this running back room is going to be very interesting. I think they take more than they were originally planning to because Warren has forced their hand. I think they only take one of Rashard or Washington. And, and like you asked, getting back to your question, I think Rashard will have a prominent role on this team. He is probably the best pass-catching running back on this team as of now, at least from what I've seen. But also Doug Martin will have a prominent role on this team as as you know he's shown during training camp. Because, you know like I said, he's had 2.9 yards per carry during the last three seasons combined, I believe. But, you know, he's here in Oakland, his hometown, to show that he's a little bit more than that. Okay, that's good to hear. Uh, probably from a fantasy perspective, probably the most fantasy-relevant player would be Amari Cooper. Uh, he's been a little bit quiet so far in camp. He didn't do much in the first preseason game. Uh, how's Coop looking in camp? Good. I, I mean, he's looking quicker than ever. Uh, the the storyline I'm looking at is, you know, can Amari Cooper be an elite receiver in this league. The likes of Odell Beckham Jr., Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins. 
and you know everyone I've asked, you know, obviously it's the Raiders, so they're going to say this, but they really, truly, genuinely think he can. He battled, you know, nagging injuries all last year, nothing too severe uh, except for that concussion he suffered against the Broncos in Week 12, I believe it was, and a little bit of an ankle sprain. But he's back. He has Derek Carr. He has better receivers behind him: Jordy Nelson, Martavis Bryant, Ryan Switzer. That will take the pressure off him, so he should get more space on the outside. And he has Greg Olson, John Gruden. John Gruden has had a 1,000-yard receiver in each of his 11 years as a head coach in this league. So if the trends continue, Kamari Cooper should succeed in this offense. He has a healthy Derek Carr, so all the pieces are really set up this year for Cooper to succeed. That's good to hear. Um, I'd imagine trying to project the offense, uh, I'm, 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 I'm imagining the Raiders have a little bit more volume in the passing game, maybe a little more passing heavy than last year. Um, but last year, Michael Crabtree was the top target with 100 targets. Um, obviously, he's gone. Uh, we've got Jordy Nelson now. Do, do you think Jordy Nelson is going to play a similar to the Michael Crabtree role, or is it going to be kind of different? I mean, should I slot him in as, as like a 100-target kind of guy? I don't know if you slot him in as a 100-target kind of guy, but I think he'll definitely be more impactful than Michael Crabtree. Crabtree, to me at least last year, seemed like more of a goal line guy. Uh, Nelson can play really anywhere on the field. Sure, he might have not have elite speed like a Martavis Bryant, Ryan Switzer, or Amari Cooper, but he can make plays all over the field. He has great hands. You know, at least from everyone I've talked to, he hasn't really lost a step from the guy that was an elite receiver in this league uh, in, in Green Bay for a decade with Aaron Rodgers. So. I think Jordy Nelson will be a really firm number two receiver in this league, and I think he'll play better than a lot of people expect, given that he's 33 years old, and, and given that you know he's on his second team. The Packers cut him, but I, I I don't know if he'll have that elite speed. But you know he still has those elite hands. He still has that elite route running ability. So I think he'll definitely be an upgrade from Crabtree last year and bring a more diverse skill set than Crabtree did. Okay. Uh, last week, we saw a bit of a surprise performance from tight end Derek Carrier. Uh, he earned some strong praise from Coach Gruden this week. Uh, Carrier, uh, Gruden calls him the Joker. Uh, does he have a shot at playing with first-team offense this year? Uh, how's, how's Carrier been, using, been used in practice? You know, I, I don't think he has a shot at playing first-team offense. I think Jared Cook is pretty locked in as that, that starting tight end because of his pass-catching ability. But Derek Carrier will definitely make this 53-man roster. He's more of a blocking tight end, but he does bring more uh, pass-catching ability than Lee Smith, who's currently slated as the second-string tight end. I think the Raiders will keep three tight ends, but Derek Carrier came over from the Rams. You know, he started his career with the Raiders uh, coming out of the draft. Uh, as an undrafted free agent, I believe. So he will definitely play a role on this team, however prominent that may be, I don't know. Um, But I don't think he'll receive first-team reps. Obviously, Jared Cook with the Packers, he was the Liberators' leading receiver last year. I think he'll definitely be the top tight end on this team. But, you know, John Gruden loves blockers and especially loves his blocking tight end. So that that means Derek Carrier will definitely find a, a niche on this team. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. 
MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Okay, uh, the so you mentioned uh, new defensive coordinator Paul Gunter that uh, Gruden brought with him. Uh, he inherits a talented defense that was a little bit underwhelming last year com- considering the talent they have on the roster. Uh, supposing they eventually settle the contract with Khalil Mack, uh, what do you think we'll see out of Gunter's defense this year? I think it'll be a lot better than last year. I mean, through 10, 11 weeks last year with Ken Norton Jr. as defensive coordinator, they were last in the league with 14 sacks. And they finished the league tied for 24th with 31 sacks under John Pagano for the last, you know, six weeks of the season. And I think with Bruce Irvin moving to defensive end, when Khalil returns, I truly do think, and this is just a guess, that he'll return before week one against the Rams. You know, with Arden Key, they added Maurice Hurst, and P.J. Hall, I really think the defensive front will be stronger, and the defensive front was easily the weakest position on last year's team. So I, I think, at least from all the players we've talked to, they really like what Gunther is doing. Uh, his defense enables guys to get after the quarterback. And the Raiders, and, and Gr- you can see Gruden knows that was the weakest point of the team last year. He's added guys like Hurst, uh, Hall, Key, Hank Carradine and free agency to to really bolster this pass rush and bolster the defensive line because getting after the quarterback is one of the most important things on defense. So I think uh, Gunther's defense will be a lot better than Ken Norton Jr.'s and John Pagano's last year, and and you'll see a much improved Raiders defense. The secondary is still a bit of a question. See if Gary Conley can stay healthy. See if Rashawn Melvin can be a number one cornerback. But I I do think the Raiders' defense will be a lot better this year because Gunther might have been. You know, I saved I saved the golden jewel for the end of this this quote per se, but I think Gunther might have been the signing of the off season, players included. Yeah, possibly so. I know Gunther um, was 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 maybe looking at a head coaching position. Uh, comes over with Gruden and uh, brings in a um, a very simple but effective and and uh, versatile defense that. Uh, uh, I hope you're right. The, improve the pass rush and uh, feature more blitz, a little more, uh, a little more pass rush heavy. Um, I, you mentioned Garon Connolly back. Uh, how's he looking? Is he? Do you think that he? Now, he's going to be playing safety, but he's he's a starter now. So, uh, can he play starting safety that the way that we need him to? Well, Garon Connolly will be a cornerback. He won't be a safety. He'll. He'll hopefully, for the Raiders' sake, be a number one cornerback on this team. He's like three straight practices healthy. You know, they canceled practice today, uh, Thursday, that is. I don't know when this is airing. But um, his hip injury, you know, his shin injuries from last year, he's very injury prone. And I asked him yesterday, going forward, 
do you have a mindset of, you know, I hope I don't get injured or is that easy to forget? And he says, you know, if you think about it, then you get injured and that's when you get injured. So he's hoping to play this Saturday in Los Angeles against the Rams in the preseason game, which would be his first game action since week three against Washington last year. So Gary on Conley is really looking to get his feet back under him. He's a great cornerback. At least the Raiders think so. And he has the potential to be a number one cornerback if he stays healthy. And if he stays healthy, this could be something special for the Raiders secondary this year. All right. Thank you very much. Um, Vegas, uh, the Vegas line has the Raiders at eight wins this year, uh, despite going six and 10 last year, they face a, a tough schedule this year. Um, what do you think? What do you think that you think over or under on the eight wins? I think, you know, if I, if, if a gun was put to my head, I'd say nine and seven, just because of John Gruden, he's a guy who will put so much more emphasis on the offense. And that was their weak spot last year, at least, you know, compared to 2016, I think the defense will be a little bit better too with Gunther. So I'd say nine, nine and seven. I think they sneak into the playoffs as the sixth seed. Um, if we, like I said, if a gun is put to my head and making a prediction, so I would take the over on that one. I think that makes sense. I think it's interesting that uh, Gruden came in with sort of a win now mentality. A lot of coaches would come in and kind of try to rebuild, and there has been a lot of signings and changes. But but like you say, the people he's bringing in are people that are that are established veterans who, you know, are coming for the opportunity to play for Coach Gruden and for an opportunity to compete. Right, absolutely. I think the big thing is all these guys, whether it be veterans or, or younger players, have bought into Gruden's system. And a lot of these guys said, oh, I just know him as the, the Monday Night Football commentator coming in. But a big part of coaching, regardless of who it is, got to get your players to buy in. And I really genuinely think Gruden has gotten his guys to do that. All right. Well, hey, Matt, thanks a lot for chatting with me today. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me on. All right. That was Matt Schneidman from the Mercury News with some great info. Let's see what that might mean for our 2018 Oakland Raiders fantasy projections. But first, let me tell you that in order to access the tools, you'll need an NFL pass to the rotaviz.com, which as a listener to the pod, you can now get for a 30% discount. Go to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast and click on the link, and your subscription will give you unlimited access to all of the NFL content and tools, and it helps support the pod. So once again, rotaviz.com slash podcast. Use that link for a 30% discount for an NFL pass at rotaviz.com. Okay, so let's talk about what Matt told us today. Um, obviously, the big news in the Raiders camp is the signing of legendary coach John Gruden. John Gruden retired 10 years ago, and ever since then, every time a head coaching position opens up anywhere in the NFL, people talk about Gruden's name as if... He'd be the perfect signing. Any team would be lucky to have him. He's always told people he didn't want to come back. And then this year, the Raiders, with a 10-year commitment, with a $100 million contract, was able to bring him back to the field. And he brings with him defensive coordinator Paul Gunter from Cincinnati Bengals. It'll be interesting this year. The big story this year is how Gruden's experience from the from the 90s and the, the early 2000s will translate to this year's NFL because as we've seen some trends, the NFL coaching schemes and play types have changed considerably. And there have been a lot of jokes made about Gruden taking them back to the old school. Uh, but Gruden has not been away from football. You know, obviously he's been an analyst and uh, and an announcer on the, on the television. And he's stayed close to the game. He's interviewed quarterbacks and coaches. Um, he's been st- a, study- a student of football and uh, probably one of the more knowledgeable coaches uh, in, in the world today. So... 
it'll be really interesting to see him return to form and to see what he's capable of. As far as offensive changes go, uh, the biggest one being the signing of rookie offensive tackle Colton Miller, the 15th overall pick. A lot of people thought it was a little bit strange to grab a tackle uh, that early in the draft. However, it, offensive tackle was a need for the team, and um, as Matt mentioned, uh, Colton Miller was able is so good he's able to play at left tackle, uh, moving uh, veteran Donald Penn over to the right tackle, and hopefully that'll allow Penn to contribute to the line, being a veteran presence, and still protect Derek Carr's blindside. If that's successful, we should see a lot more of an explosive passing offense for the Raiders in 2018. The Raiders struggled last year, mostly on Amari Cooper, uh, but as Hassan Rahim pointed out, Amari Cooper was injured uh, early in the year last year, and he was listed on the injury report every single week. The first week that he was not listed on the injury report was that week against Kansas City where he blew off for a monster 210-yard two-touchdown game. So if Amari can be back to his former self without his injuries, uh, he should be able to really help this offense and be elite, like as Matt mentioned. It's also worth noting that Amari Cooper is very young. He just turned 24. So there's a lot of wide receivers that are 24 that haven't nearly accomplished nearly as much as he has. And uh, compared to his league age, he's been above average. Last year was a, a very disappointing year for him from a fantasy perspective because people were taking him in the second round and expecting him to be elite. Uh, but he still ended up with, a, with an average year. So... You know, if you consider that average is his floor, he's definitely worth taking. And I do I do think that fantasy drafters have overcorrected and are being overly harsh on him. So I, I highly recommend trying to reach out for Kamar, for Amari, and I wouldn't mind taking him a little bit early. Last year he was going in the second round, and this year you can get him very late, uh, considering the amount of upside that he represents. Also gone on the Oakland Raiders is Michael Crabtree, who led the team with 101 targets last year. Now, the team assigned Jordy Nelson, but Jordy Nelson isn't going to work the same way that Michael Crabtree did. So uh, in my projections, I'm expecting Amari to get a much bigger market share of the targets. That, combined with uh, more passing opportunities overall for the team, uh, puts Amari in a very good situation uh, to be receiving a lot of air yards. As far as running backs go, Marshawn Lynch is definitely the lead runner. It's, it's unclear how Doug Martin will be used, uh, but if history is any lesson. If Doug Martin goes in and he, he gets his 2.9 yards per carry, then he'll lose that job very quickly. Uh, he may be brought in to, to spell Lynch once in a while because Lynch, Lynch is getting older. So uh, if there's ever a game where they have a large lead and they can they can put in Martin and, and save some wear and tear on uh, Lynch, that'll probably be good. Matt also mentioned that Jalen Richard will probably be continue to be used in the passing game. But he never had a very significant role in the offense, not like Tevin Coleman or Treat Cullen or one of those guys. Uh, he usually gets one or two targets a game. So really, Marshawn Lynch is your best bet. And I think for what you're getting, Marshawn Lynch is a pretty good value this year because his draft ADP is very late, considering that he's basically a bell cow back. Beast Mode does not have any serious threat. Uh, last year he was getting, on average, 18 carries a game. Uh, and he had two games with over 25 carries. So at Lynch's ADP, I think that he's really good value, especially if you're going 0RB and you need a running back late that can give you steady volume. Well, that's all the time I have today. Thank you for joining me. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the 2018 Team Preview Series. Our assistant executive producer is Colm Kelly. Our executive producer is Matthew Friedman. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage. 
rotaviz.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Decoy Wines of Sonoma, California. As you gather with family and friends this summer, experience the best of wine country with Decoy by Duckhorn. Winemaker Tyson Wolf spends every vintage focused on harvesting grapes and crafting wines from the finest vineyards. Whether it's our flagship Cabernet or crisp and refreshing Rosé, Decoy has just the wine for your discerning taste. Ask for us at your local wine shop or visit decoywines.com slash celebrate to locate our wines near you. Whether you're firing up the grill, hosting an alfresco get-together, or enjoying the warm summer nights, let Decoy Decoy by Duckhorn. Elevate your occasion. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.